Well, everybody, welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report right here on Wiregrass Daily News Sports. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I'm your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dothan Woods Football on 96.9 The Legend. We've got a fun show planned for you guys today. I am going to be joined in just a few minutes by the head coach of the Cottonwood Bears, Dustin Harrison. The Cottonwood Bears defeated Isabella on the road in the second round, 24-23 on Friday night. So we'll talk about that with Coach Harrison, and we'll also preview their third-round matchup, which will be Ann Cottonwood against Realtown this Friday. But before we do all that, let's look at the other scores around the Wiregrass featuring teams still in the playoffs. And we're going to start things off in 7A, where Enterprise lost to Mary Montgomery 13-10. to Enterprise was up 10-0 to late in the fourth quarter in this one, and Mary Montgomery found a way. Kind of like last week, Dothan gets a 13 13- Zero lead very early in that one, and then Mary Montgomery was able to come back and win that one. Defensive game in the first half, 3-0 at halftime was Enterprise in the in the lead in that one. And then look at this. Mary Montgomery, 28 plays for 76 yards in the first half. Enterprise had 21 plays for 48 yards in the first half. Both teams were averaging under three yards per play. So like I said, defenses were dominating the game in the first half. Now, in the second half, on the first possession, Enterprise took off 740 off the clock, and Keon Dunlap scored a nine-yard touchdown run to put Enterprise up 10-0. to Then Mary Montgomery in the fourth quarter, uh, Shondale Harris had a four-yard touchdown run with 514 left. This was a 71-yard drive. Then they recovered onside kick, which ended up being a 25-yard field goal by Aaron McCraney. Then they forced the Enterprise punt. Got the ball back around midfield with a little over a minute left. Three passes by quarterback Jared Hollins, who is committed to go to South Alabama. And then ended up with another field goal by Aaron McCraney. 21 yards with seven seconds left to get the victory to get Mary Montgomery the win. And they will go on to the semifinals. And they will be playing Central, who defeated Auburn 49-21. to uh, The other matchup in 7A is Hewitt Trustville playing Thompson. I'm just thinking everybody else out there just saying we're going to get Central versus Thompson, but we'll see. We'll see what happens here. For Enterprise, they end the season at 9-3. and three. Jumping over into 5A. Now, we have three teams in the area playing still in 5A. Headland defeated UMS Wright 35-21 to, to continue their season at 10-2. and two. Jackson Williams had four uh, touchdown passes in the game. He had 228 yards off of 70-22 passing, and he had 95 yards on the ground. They will play Gulf Shores, who defeated Charles Henderson 41-0. So Charles Henderson season ends at 7-4. Remember, they were state runner-up in 5A last year. Uh, for Gulf Shores, they had three interception returns for touchdowns. And this one, Gulf Shores will be coming to Headland. I know you hear that name, Gulf Shores, and maybe a little controversy that team is in the news, but – Gulf Shores 12-0 will be at 10-2 Headland on Friday night. Eufaula defeated Faith Academy 41-14 to improve through 9-3. They will play at Demopolis, who is 10-2. Uh, they beat BC Rain uh, this past, past Friday, 13-6. In 4A, only one team we have here, and that was Andalusia, and they lost to Jackson 41-7. Of course, Andalusia was the defending champions in 4A. They end their season at 10-2. In 3A, we only had Houston Academy there, and they lost to Mobile Christian 35-10 to to end their season at 10-2. and 
Mobile Christian was up 14 to 10 early in this one in the third quarter, but then they were able to pull away 40-35 to 10 victory. For Houston Academy, their quarterback, Caden Mitchell, was 10 of 18 for 207 yards. And then jumping into 2A, of course, we're going to talk to the coach about this, but Cottonwood defeated Isabella 24-23 to continue their season at 10-1. They will play Realtown at home. Realtown is 11-0 next week. Also in 2A, Clark County defeated Goshen 22-15. Goshen ends the season at 9-3. In 1A, Elba defeated Millery 47-28 to uh, to get to 12-0 on the year. Alvin Henderson had 33 carries for 326 yards and five touchdowns in the game with a 9.9 average yards per carry. Talking to Coach Steven last week, had a feeling while he was talking about this game that Alvin Henderson would carry the ball more. This was a season high for him, and he carried the load this one. On the year, he has 2,864 yards and 52 touchdowns. He is one touchdown shy of the state record. We'll see if that happens this week. Uh, They are advancing to the quarterfinals for the first time since 2016. They will travel and take on Maplesville, who's 8-4. They upset the third-ranked team in 1A, Sweetwater, 28-21 on Friday night. And Brantley defeated Lochapoca 14-12 to go to 8-4 on the year, and they will now play 11-0 Leroy. And that is a look around the wire grass, and now I'm going to play my conversation with Cottonwood head coach, Dustin Harrison. Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at pjordansec. You can email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Everybody joining me on the show today is Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison. They are coming off a 24-23 second-round road victory over Isabella. And uh, Coach Harrison, congrats on a win on Friday night, and I appreciate you taking some time out uh, to talk about your team with us today. Thank you, Phil. I'm excited to be on here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, big win, second round win. Just I don't know, just, you know your overall thoughts. Uh, what happened on Friday night, and uh, how you guys uh, were able to come out with a victory? Uh, well, we, uh, you know, went up there. It's a good three hour trip um, up there to Isabella, and uh, they played really good football up that way. And uh, we played a really good team, a lot of size, a lot of depth. Had more depth than we did, more size than we did, and um, and our players uh, executed uh, well enough to get the job done. And, uh, played with lots of heart, uh, had a lot of people out with various things. And, uh, you know, we're low on depth at this point in the year with with playing, you know, so many games and, and being this deep. And uh, and our players play with so much heart and uh, perseverance and uh, been very proud of them. Uh, yeah, and you're talking about the three-hour trip, just, you know, any, especially in 2A Region 2, there's a lot of the teams you play are – relatively close so how did that kind of like change up the the schedule on friday for you guys right well you know as a coach we love a routine and the players actually they really like routine too they like to know what's coming so we tried to keep uh as much of a regular routine as possible Uh, every game day on during third block we have our whole team which has been a blessing and a game changer for us um in our new field house we're able to have them all in at one time so usually third block we go over we bench press on game day uh, we do our dining warm up. We stretch really well, 
and then we do keys of victory, and that's just something we do every every third block um, on game day. And uh, since we were not able to, you know, we had to leave before that, we just did that first thing in the morning. We did like our third block routine, uh, and then we um, were able to break up the trip since it was so far. Uh, we took them to Troy, um, took them to Veterans Memorial Stadium, and did a walk through there. And that's when we did our walk through. It usually occurs more like five o'clock. We went ahead and did it then and around lunch. And uh, then stopped again in Prattville uh, to have a pregame meal and then then headed all the way over there. So we we tried to break it up. We had two stops on the way there, just kind of break up the trip and, and um, you know, just kind of keep it, uh, you know, try to make the travel as as little of a factor as possible. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, uh, we're the first half. I know, and actually, got, uh, first off, got, I got a fumble recovery early, and you guys took, took advantage of it to go eight to nothing. Just uh, w- what do you remember from, from that little sequence there from the game? Uh, yeah, we um, we came out of the gate strong on offense. Um, our defense played really well. When you get to this point in the playoffs, you know, every team you play is, is going to be able to put long drives together and be able to drive the ball. Um, you know, and so it, our defense did a great job there that first drive of bending and not breaking. And um, offensively, we, we had a kind of a plan and saw some things that we liked um, based on what they did. And um, we're able to, to put a good drive together and score and, and kind of get, get a little momentum to start with on the road, which was which was really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to think, like you go on the road, you know, playoff games their crowd's gonna be into it which i know just judging from uh my social media coach i know there's there's plenty of cotton with people uh that made the trip with you guys but still same time you're on the road you want to take their crowd out out of it as quick as you can right right you do and and I, we had a great crowd we, we traveled so well with your uh, cottonwood guy from cottonwood you know that uh, you know that we cottonwood travels well uh, no matter what the deal is but especially it being a third round trip that's far away or excuse me a second round trip that's a long way away um, our crowd really uh, followed us and uh, and got there and, and welcomed the kids off the bus and really got behind us and uh, and kind of helped pull our guys through. That the crowd was a huge factor. Our fans traveling was awesome. Um, I can't thank them enough for coming and supporting our players and uh, helping helping energize our players because we needed every bit of energy that they they had to bring. Oh yeah, turn Isabella into Cottonwood North. Uh, that's the way you you do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, uh, and you guys uh, scored twenty four points in the first half. It was twenty four to fifteen at halftime. I know in the game, Cleek Meadows had over hundred yards with three touchdowns. Oh, uh, but just overall, your offense. What what did you see out of your offense that was really working there in the first half? Um, well, we had some key breakers and um, some things that kind of, you know, a well coached team. Their players read keys, and we figured out what they're reading, and we're able to kind of do some things that that took took them the wrong direction, and. Uh, and took advantage of that and and we were able to have a little success early on doing that and um yeah Cleet played great he ran the ball well he caught the ball well out the backfield uh king ran really well second half uh braylon had some really good runs and uh, i'll tell you about those three guys all carrying the football um keep making impossible for an opponent to just key in on one player and so that's a that's a huge thing that this team and and as selfless as our players are it's been a huge weapon for us because anytime they're keying in on one person and the other person is going to really have a good night. It's kind of like in basketball. If you have a really good center, a really good big guy and, uh, and you have a real good three point shooter, they got to pick one. They can't, you know, they, they want to just double, double up the big guy down low. Then 
you kick it outside and let your three-point shooter hit the threes and then vice versa. Uh, so it's a very, very similar concept uh, when it comes to the backfield and all. And, and uh, we've been blessed to have three backs that will all, you know, they're all underclassmen, none of them are seniors. And uh, they've just done a really good job of buying in and blocks for each other and playing hard for each other and, and doing the little things right and being coachable. And uh, not to mention our line, offensive line, has done a fantastic job all year and played really well to give those guys a chance to run the football. Yeah, and it's also, also got to be one of the things, too. It really stresses the defense when your quarterback is also one of those uh, running threats because he might hand it off, he might take it himself, and it just could make the defense freeze for just a second, and boom, you got a big play. Absolutely, yes, that helps a lot. Uh, now, the second half, uh, Cotton, with you guys are getting on, on the board, and he just at the end, last seconds, uh, fourth uh, fourth down for them, stop them. Just talk about you know the defense, just hold and serve there at the end of the game when Isabella was trying to go in and uh, potentially win the game. Yeah, we kind of switched roles. Uh, to start the game in the first half, our offense kind of carried us. Uh, the defense uh, didn't play bad because um, that was a really good offense we were playing against, but the defense you know, gave us long drives. The offense answered right away. Um, you know, our last touchdown we scored, which was in the first half, we scored on one play and put the defense right back on the field. But it was it was strange how that shifted. Uh, we shifted from the offense kind of carrying the carrying the momentum, carrying the team to where our defense actually took over in the second half and, and gained the momentum. And our team is a defensive team. Um, you know, we, we pride ourselves on great defense. And Coach Holland, our defense coordinator, does a fantastic job, as, as well as all of our all of our other assistant coaches on defense and. Um, and they played really well and had to, you know, help, help us gain, regain momentum on defense. And I think we only punted one time in the second half, but we turned the ball over. Um, we're driving and fumbled, and that was a crucial, crucial thing. We could have gone up by two possessions again and didn't do that. And then we got down to the three yard line and turned the ball over on downs and then, uh, went forward on a fourth down and fourth and short. There was, you know, a game like that, when both teams run the football, we only had four possessions in the second half, and only one of them resulted in a punt. But one was a turnover, one was a turnover on downs inside the five, and there was another turnover on downs on the short yard situation. So it was just one of those deals where both defenses stepped up in the second half, and luckily ours was just a little bit better. And you, and you talked about the crowd that was there that travels with you guys. Just talk about, you know, the team, the excitement in the locker room. When did, when did the second-round matchup? And now you're going into the third round to be back at home this Friday when you uh, host Real Town. Well, yeah, it's uh, you say the locker room. Yeah, we didn't have a locker room uh, on the road. It was a storm shelter, so we just kind of <laughs> stayed in the in the end zone. And uh, we dressed uh, somewhere off camp or, you know, somewhere away from their stadium to start the game. And then, after the game, we went to storm shelter and undressed and took up their stuff and all. But uh, so it wasn't it, there wasn't a locker room talk, but we definitely uh, our players were very excited and uh, you know that this is what they what's been great about this team is is, is they don't focus on the scoreboard and they don't focus on uh, you know the the instant results. They focus on long term and and play to play the best of their ability and uh, and you know they. Honestly, they, they expect success. Uh, they work really hard, and they kind of expect the, the fruits of their labor. I'm uh, not saying you know, we absolutely, absolutely don't want any player arrogant and don't believe in that, you know. but you also want your players to play with confidence. And I think they finally found just that, you know, that healthy confidence um, without becoming arrogant of just playing, knowing that you're capable of doing what you're supposed to do. And if you work really hard, then you know, you'll have success, and that's their mentality. 
You know, we're looking ahead to this Friday. Like I said, uh, you'll be hosting Real Town here in the third round of the playoffs. I know for a lot of longtime Cottonwood supporters, that name sounds familiar to them, but also has nothing to do with you guys, your players, anything like that. But uh, this Real Town team coming in, they're 11-0. They've got a really good running back, just kind of looking at some stuff on them. Uh, what sticks out to you about Real Town in this matchup on Friday night? Well, you know, this this is a classic matchup. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as we got paired with Real Town, a lot of our – uh, alumni and people that follow Cottonwood football and, and still support Cottonwood, you know, immediately said, "Oh, that's a, that's an old rivalry." I had, I think, I had three or four different texts on Saturday, you know, saying something along those lines. And you know, Cottonwood has played Real Town seven times. Cottonwood's four and three against Real Town, and um, and usually, I think, the only time that Cottonwood's ever played Real Town has been in the playoffs. Um, so there is a lot of tradition there. There's a lot of history there, but you know, it's uh, you know, to our kids. None of them were born, I don't believe, the last time that Cottonwood played Real Town. So having said that, um, you know, all the history and all that is, is not really um, – you know, they're, they're aware of it, but it's not as uh, not as big of a factor, um, you know, for them. But um, they are a really good team. Real Town is a great team. There's a reason that they are undefeated and won a really good region um, in Region 3. So, you know, they're a great team. They do a lot of good things. Um they have a lot of really good players and are well coached and are well disciplined and um you know they're a great team so we're looking forward to an opportunity to you know play against the best you know they're one of the best in the state and um you know it's a great opportunity to do something uh do something special and play a game that you know where you're you're up against the best and that lets you know where you are you know it's always exciting to me when you play against a team that um that is really good and uh because you know it, it shows you shows you where you are and it gives you an opportunity to to go and prove what you can do and then and with the week of course thanksgiving week and everything uh how will that week look like for the team and kind of like your, your schedule our schedule will be uh almost identical to what it was in fall break we played uh gw along the week we had fall break and um it's going to be very similar to that and then you know we've had uh, two different games where we played on a Friday where we weren't in school. And so it'll probably be very similar schedule to, to our last Friday. We had a, a game at home and, and we're not in school. So we're, we're going to keep it on, keep it on as close of a routine as possible to where the kids feel comfortable and kind of know what's coming and we can get in a little bit of a groove. Um, obviously Thursday's Thanksgiving. And so we're going to get, you know, as, as early as the kids are willing and want to, to get there and practice, uh, for our run through, I'll, you know, we'll, We'll accommodate that. Uh, our goal is to do it first thing in the morning, and we've gotten our walkthroughs down to where we can get them done in about 55 minutes. And so uh, we expect it to be less than an hour and come in and, and uh, get our work done, and then everybody go spend time and eat turkey with their families. And, uh, you know, it's always been, as a coach, a dream of mine has always been to be able to practice on Thanksgiving morning with my team because that means you're either in the quarterfinals or semifinals. And so – um, it's an honor. It's a blessing. Uh, most of the most of the state's not able to do that. Their season's over, so it's a blessing to get to come together and and uh, and, and still be playing football this time. So, uh, you know, a little bit more of a lighter question uh, to close off our conversation. Uh, when you guys get double practice on Thursday and you head out with your family, what, what dish are you looking forward to the most, Coach? What, what, what's your favorite Thanksgiving uh, dish? You know, that's a really, really difficult question there that's probably harder than any football question you could ask me uh, <laughs> i love some good dressing uh, i love my wife's uh sweet potato uh, casserole she makes 
Um, I love good green bean casserole. Um, I'm one of those I like to go through my first time through and uh, and, and give a little sample, a little bit of everything, and then uh, figure out my favorite uh, favorite entrees, and then I usually get a, a round two to the food and uh, and kind of load up on my favorite stuff. That's, that's kind of my philosophy on Thanksgiving, and then usually after my first meal, I'm about worthless the rest of the day because I eat so much on that first one, but that's just uh, just how we usually do it. Oh yeah, that, that's when nap time is uh is ready for nap time uh, after <laughs> after that Thanksgiving meal. But uh, coach, I appreciate you coming okay. on the show and uh, talk about your win on Friday night and previewing your third round matchup with Real Town. Obviously, you know we all mentioned this when I've had you on. I'm a I'm a Cotton graduate from '05, so I'll be rooting for you guys. I'm going to try everything I can to, to be out, be there on Friday night in person. But uh, good luck this Friday, and I appreciate you you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. Go Bears. 96.9 The Legend is your connection to classic country legend. But Digio Strategies has other options too. News Talk 103.9 is your source for America's top news and entertainment shows like Rick and Bubba in the morning, Glenn Beck from 9 till 11 a.m., and Clay Travis and Buck Sexton middays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sean Hannity, Lars Larson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, and others fill your day with the latest news and views from America's top conservative voices. America at night and coast to coast am keep you company and connected throughout the night plus fox news the alabama radio network and wiregrass daily news keep you informed with national international state and local news and with more musical choices like all the hits 1067 kmx today's country 95.5 wtvy and music 1077 digio strategies gives you more choices and more variety listen on air online and on our apps 96.9 the legend is just the beginning all right, and once again, thanks to Coach Harrison for coming on the show to talk about the Cottonwood Bears. I'm going to try to make it out Friday night to see this game in person. So, and everybody, even if you're not a Cottonwood supporter, um, let's go check it out. There's we only got a handful of teams left in the Wiregrass that are still playing. So let's go, go uh, and check that out. Headland will be at home. Cottonwood will be at home. Elba is on the road, and so will you follow. So that's the four teams we have left. And we was talking about the Cottonwood Realtown history, and I kind of want to wait until after our conversation with Coach to talk about this. And he mentioned it, old rivalry, which the players, like he said, uh, weren't even born when these two teams played. They haven't played each other since 1998, and all their matchups were playoff matchups. Let's look at history. In 1984, Realtown won 28-12 to in the semifinals. Realtown would go on to lose to Millport 17-14 to in the state championship game. In 1986, Cottonwood would defeat Real Town 39 to 0 to get them back from the year before. And Cottonwood would go on to beat Woodland 35 to 6 in the state championship game. In 1987, this was a third round matchup. Real Town won 26 to 7. Real Town would go on to win the state championship that year 9 to 7 versus Winston County. In 1990, Cottonwood would defeat Real Town 28 to 7. And they were going to lose to Hazelwood 14-0 in the state championship game. In 1991, Cottonwood was defeated by Realtown 21-7 again in the semifinals. But then they would go on Realtown Wood and lose to Hazelwood 32-22 in the state championship game. So Hazelwood got two in a row there. Then in 1997, they played in the second round. Cottonwood won this one 38-6. And then they would go on to lose to Highland Home in the next round 30-14. 1998, Cottonwood would win again. This is the last time they played each other. 
Cottonwood won 33 to 6. This was in the first round, and in the next round, Cottonwood would lose to Southern Choctaw 35 to 6. And before we get out of here, AISA is all wrapped up. We know who our state champions are. Last Thursday, they had their championship games there at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. In 3A, Lee Scott Academy defeated Glenwood 24-14 for their fifth state championship. In 2A, Chambers Academy defeated Banks Academy 41-14 for their third championship. And then in 1A, Lowndes Academy defeated Wilcox Academy 20-7 for their fifth state championship. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report right here on Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Keep up with us. Hey, it is Thanksgiving week, so we're not going to have as many overall episodes on the feed this week, but we're going to get you covered for the Iron Bowl with the next three episodes you'll see on here. Got somebody that covers Alabama, got someone that covers Auburn, and of course me and Matt Lowe's going to preview all the rivalry weekend games. That actually will come your way Wednesday night. We're going to upload that Wednesday night, so you'll be ready. We'll have to wait till Friday. That'll be there for your Thanksgiving Day traveling. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that, what me and Matt will do, and then the stuff we're going to have with the individual Auburn and Alabama riders. So should be good. It's going to be a fun It'll be a fun weekend or show. Remember, you can follow me on social media at P. Jordan SEC. Podcast available over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I'll read it on a future edition of the show. And if you leave just four stars, you're just a straight-up hater. You can email me at sports.fieldjordan at gmail.com and check out all my written work over at Last Word on college football. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, bye-bye.